Good morning and welcome to On Fire Radio, brought to you by Catskill Mountain Christian Center, a full gospel family church and Christian academy located at 629 Main Street in beautiful Margaretville, New York. What a great day to go to church. If you don't have a church, come on over to Catskill Mountain Christian Center. We would love for you to be our guest this morning. That's Catskill Mountain Christian Center this morning at 10 o'clock. If you'd like more information about On Fire Radio or Catskill Mountain Christian Center, give us a call at 845-586-4848. I'm Renard Bartow, and I'd like to invite you to join us for the next 30 minutes as we bring you On Fire Radio. Now let's go to Pastor Bob Engelhart with today's message. And so we're going to have a very special speaker this morning. She is my favorite um, orator. Uh, I have heard her sermon and sermonizing to me and people and in national conferences all over the United States, and um, she's my favorite. Um, Would you please welcome Nancy? Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. I wanted to tell you this morning that you are significant and you are relevant. You are significant and you are relevant. Your life is uh, relevant. You're significant. And you're an influencer. And sometimes the enemy gets in there or or the enemy uses people and, and will say to you or you'll feel like, I, I'm not significant. I'm not an influencer. Uh, I'm not relevant. Um, a lot of times young people feel they're not relevant. A lot of times middle-aged people feel like they're not relevant because they're just so busy spinning plates and a lot of time, the elderly feel like they're not relevant because they're just old. You're just old. What do you have to say? We're tired of hearing what you have to say. You're not, you're not significant anymore. And it's a, it's a true, it's a, it's a true lie that the enemy brings to the body of Christ. Um, you're not married. You're, you are married. You don't have children. You have too many children. It, it doesn't matter what he uses. He will try his best to tell you that you're not relevant, you're insignificant, and you have no influence. He's just really good at lying. In fact, the Bible teaches us that uh, Lucifer is called the father of lies. He's been doing this for quite some time. So he's really good at lying. And uh, Christians, the most Christians, most Christians don't lie. Because it's not in their nature. It's not in the Christian nature to lie. 
excuse me, it, it's just not <clears throat> in your nature just to lie or think about a lie. It's, it's not in our DNA when we're born again. So when a lie comes, it kind of sometimes knocks us off balance because we're not used to somebody just, just lying to us. <clears throat> Thank you. Well, I, I found this letter that I wrote. Uh, I, just, I just write sometimes letters <laughs> to the Lord. I just write. I just sometimes just write to God. And sometimes they're a little frightening, so I have to burn them in the burn barrel after I'm done. And then sometimes they're safe to keep. <laughs> it all depends what I'm writing. But... Um, trying to think. Seven years ago, someone came to me and purposely uh, wanted to let me know that I was not relevant anymore. To I was just not relevant. And I thought, huh. And I was trying to, in my brain, pull up the definition of relevant, you know? Um, I love definitions of words, and I love definitions, like, of a Hebrew meaning of a word or the Greek meaning of a word. I, I like that. Um, but seven years ago, someone was on a course to say to me, you're, you need to know you're not relevant anymore. I'm like, hmm. I, I actually didn't know what to say because I knew that wasn't a truth. I, knew, I know that's not in the word of God. And I remember sharing it with my husband because I quickly knew I had to bring it out into the light. A lot of times... Things are said or, or you feel something and you keep it in your soul, in the darkness of your soul. Not there's anything wrong keeping things to yourself. But when you keep a lie to yourself, uh, the enemy, that lie can grow in you or can cripple you. And you don't think it's going to cripple you, but it can. It has the power to do that. So I remember going to my husband and sharing the conversation, and 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 I re I'll never forget. My husband looked at my eyes and and he said, "That is a lie. That is a lie from hell. The enemy wants you to believe you're not relevant." And I remember him praying for me, for me, and over me, and I remember feeling really good about the prayer, and I was surprised how good I felt that I didn't think I even needed him to say, that is a lie that was just spoken to you. That's a lie. We didn't attack the person, you know. You know, when you're a Christian, you practice forgiveness. It's, I'm not saying it's easy to do. But you do practice forgiveness. You immediately say, I forgive him, I forgive her. It's something, it's a practice we do as Christians. You know that. You're Christians. 
So it, it, the person wasn't even an, the issue. It was the lie that was the issue. So um, I found this little letter, and, and it, it says, when you hear from God just for you, age doesn't matter when a lie comes because the same lie comes to each of us. You're too young, you're too old, you have too much, you don't have enough. There are even Bible stories to back up some of those statements I just said. These lies can come from the air or, or some of the closest people in your lives. But when you hear from God, for just you, things change. And, and, and I, I wrote, I've been pastoring a church at the side of my husband for almost 25 years. That's how long ago that was, almost seven years ago. And 2016, we're going to have a celebration, and our theme is going to be, look what the Lord has done. Because that's all I could think about is, look what the Lord has done on this mountaintop. Look what the Lord has done. He's changed the atmosphere. He's turned people's lives inside out. Just look what the Lord has done. It's an appropriate title to celebrate 25 years of pastoring here in the Catskill Mountains of New York. And I was with the Lord the other day, and I was sharing with him how a young minister was sharing with my husband and I and about us to me that we were somewhat irrelevant. And I thought, hmm, irrelevant. So I looked up the definition of irrelevant, and it means besides the point, or immaterial, or not pertinent, not germane, off the subject, <clears throat> unconnected, unrelated, unimportant, inconsequential, insignificant, trivial, and I knew that this couldn't be true, but that lie wormed its way down in my heart. Somehow, by air or by the voice, it got down into my soul, and I found myself. This is even after my husband prayed for me. This is after it just wormed itself down inside of me, and I found myself believing this particular lie for months. I heard myself walk in it, and I watched myself from a distance believe it. And I felt uh, paralyzed by that lie. You're irrelevant, Nancy. You're not significant. You're... You're not on point anymore. You don't have it. And I would hear during that, those months of that lie inside of me, very much alive, I would hear even some of my own women in my church say, 
Yeah, I, I heard your Bible study. Yeah, you, you always preach that. You always say that. Yeah, I know that. And I thought, oh, yeah, I, I probably, yeah, I'm not relevant. That just, it strengthened the lie in me. Um, and, and I wasn't attacking them. I was thinking, oh, maybe this young minister is right. Maybe I'm not important. Yeah, they're right. I, I do preach the same gospel for 30 years. They must be getting tired of it. And like I would, I, it sounds weird, but I could see me from a distance just walking in that lie. That lie that says you're not, you're irrelevant. You have nothing to give anymore. You did your job. Just sit over there on the bench. You played the game real well. There's a nice little bench there for you. And, you know, I didn't share it because I knew it wasn't true, but I felt it. I felt me backing away seven years ago. I felt me saying, no, no, have so-and-so do that, or someone would call and say, would you do my conference? No, I'll pray about that. That's, that's a nice Christian way to get out of the responsibility. I'll pray about that. And then you never hear from them again. <laughs> so I was in prayer, and the Holy Spirit reminded me of the word irrelevant. And being grateful, I shared with the Lord about how I was feeling irrelevant to his people and to his church and in, in my own sphere of my own life. And I shared with God my fears of being irrelevant because I was thinking, I better talk to God about this because maybe he's trying to tell me in a really nice way your um, you're not significant anymore. I was believing that God was trying to say that to me, that you had your turn. And I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking bad God. God, God should not. I was just thinking God was trying to get across to me, you're just not relevant anymore anymore, Nan. You don't even wear the cool clothes like the cool kids do. You're not even cool. You see how that one, that one person who said to me, you're, you're just, you're, you're somewhat irrelevant. I just want you to know you're somewhat irrelevant. And it's just grew in me. It just grew. It's like you don't even have cool fake nails anymore. 
that have skulls on them and knife kill things on them. And one now that says, I love Jesus. Like, you're not even so cool. You don't, you don't do demon Jesus. De no, you're plain Jane nails. You don't. I was like, wow. And then I'm very social. I talk to everybody. I'm like my mother. And so I was in the grocery store or getting a Petty or a Manny, and, you know, I'm talking to people, and uh, usually I'm sitting, usually I'm sitting next to a lady my age, and I was thinking, wow, like, she's so cool. She has ripped, torn clothing. I wanted to offer to sew something for her. Like, I'm just not even cool. So, when I talked to the Lord, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the word irrelevant. And then God spoke to me. Only the way God can talk to me. It's like, you know, the droppers, and it's just one, like a, in your science lab, it's like one little drop, just one little drop. That's how God just said one sentence to me, and it was like an ocean. He spoke a sentence to me, and the sentence was just a drop. However, the drop was an ocean of understanding. And he said, Nancy, you were born. He said, you were born for such a time as this. And when he said that, the lie that was like a castle in me. Just disintegrated. And my life does matter. And my age is perfect. And I am in the season of life that he ordained for me to be in. And I am needed. And my voice is important. And my works and service do occupy a space in the spirit. And the ministering angels assigned to me are busy because of what the Lord has called me to do. And the angels are active doing God's will as I move. And I was never too young and I'm never too old. Because Jesus said to me, you were born for such a time as this. And the gospel is not irrelevant, so I am not irrelevant. This 2,000-year-old story is relevant, and thus I am relevant. I am not who I was, however I am who he has made me to be today. And I was born for the day, I was born the day he commanded me to be born, and he and he alone has numbered my days. 
Today and every day after today matters, and it is extremely important to Jesus. And every one of my days are relevant to him, to myself, and each one I come into contact with. One sentence, that's the ocean I heard from one drop from the Lord. See, God's ancient foes want to knock us off our game, always. You feel like that would never happen to you, but they're ancient foes. And they do, they want to knock you off your game. And they want to lie to you. The Bible says in James 4, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And I'm here seven years later, free of that lie. And it has tried to come around again. It has tried to come around again. But it's water off a duck. I'm like, oh, no, I, 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 walked that, I walked you out. I know what you're trying to do. I must be getting much more powerful in Christ Jesus if you're trying to come back around again. And one more thing to share with you that God recently shared with me before I close is we have five children, my husband and I, and we've had a blast raising them. And now we're watching them married and have their own children. And it's just been a wonderful, we'll be married 45 years this month. It's just been wonderful watching, and um, but sometimes I hear my kids say things that I just kind of cock my head and go, I don't remember that like that. And, um, or even my spiritual children say something, and I'm like, I don't think that came down like that. And as a younger woman, I would have probably said something or throttled you, one or the other. But as an older woman, I went to the Lord, and the Lord said to me, your memories are your memories. They're not your children's memories. Your children only remember when they're two or five or from a 17-year-old perspective or even a 30-year-old perspective, who is an adult. But my memories as a mom, they belong to me. They don't belong to my children. They're my memories. They don't belong to my spiritual children. Those are my memories seek in a secret vault with Jesus. They're my memories. I, I found myself getting upset with some of my children's memories. I, I, I why am I worried about that? My memories are my memories, and they're true, and they're real, and they're between me and Jesus, and they will create and have their memories in their solar systems with their children and their children's children or, or friends or spiritual children, and that's a good thing. But I find many moms getting very upset in our world today with their children and their children's memories. 
And God gave me a key. And the key for me was, your memories are my memories, Nancy. You don't have to share your memories. They're yours and they belong to you and they make you happy. They bring joy to you as a mama. You remember. You're 5 and 10 and 20 and 40 years older than them. Of course you're going to remember correctly. But that's not something you would debate or share with them. It just was a good thing when God shared that with me. I, I, felt, I felt free. And, and, to you, and to you mommies, happy Mother's Day. And I know many times you, you have to be a Deborah. Many times you have, you're called to be an Esther. Many times you're called to be a Sarah or an Abigail. Many times you're called to be an Elizabeth or a Mary. You know, we have the capability of being, of wearing so many different hats, us mothers. And there are just times that we're Elizabeth. Not only are we birthing the things of God, we're helping the young ones birth Jesus inside of them. And that's not a burden because the Elizabeth anointing is on us to do that. Many times men will come to you because you're the mother, like Deborah, the judge. And the king came, and she had the word of the Lord for the king. And he, and the, or the captain of the army. And he, he listened to her. But he also said, please don't leave my side. Please... Please stay with me. And she did. She had the wisdom. Deborah had the wisdom to stay. She didn't say, what are you, weakling? You can't do this by yourself? No, she didn't say that to him. She stood with him. She stood with him on the battlefield. She was a judge, yet she stood with him on the battlefield. Many times we're called to be a Deborah. Mamas wear lots of hats, and, and I'm even talking to the spiritual moms. So there are times we do have to wear so very many hats, and we're able to do that. The Bible says, and I'll close with Philippians 1.6. It's, 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 I always say it's my favorite scripture, but a lot of scriptures are my favorite scripture. Being confident of this very thing, that he who began, has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, God has started something in you, sons and daughters of God. God has started a work in you, and he's maturing it. And he's maturing it through the valleys and the high, high tops, through lies, through truths, through relationships. God is maturing you. The Bible says a good, he's doing a good work in you, and he's going to complete it until the day that Jesus Christ comes back again because Jesus is coming again. He's coming for a spotless bride, and in the meantime, he's scrubbing us nice and clean. He's taking his brush, 
and he's scrubbing us nice and clean. So stand with me, please. Father, I pray for every son and every daughter in this room on Mother's Day, and I ask you, Lord God, to breathe over them like a mighty wind by the Spirit of God and inject inside of them what they need. Father God, I pray that you give them their dreams that you place deep in their heart because you have been born for such a time as this, and you are relevant. You are important. You are significant. God is with you, and he'll never leave you in the mighty name of Jesus. Have a beautiful day. God bless you. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that God has used this message to minister to you. If you would like to help financially support the work of Catskill Mountain Christian Center, you can go to our website and give at www.cmcconline.org. There you'll find options how to give online safely and securely. And to find out more about Catskill Mountain Christian Center, you can follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow the handle at CMCC Church at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also head over to our website at www.cmcconline.org. And on behalf of Pastor Bob Englehart and everyone here at Catskill Mountain Christian Center, this is Jake Johnson signing off. God bless, and thank you for joining us this morning.